0: Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on and around a bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around
1: fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us.
0: Well, Malin, you've caught me with my hands in the cookie jar I'm yeah, eating. Yeah, what are you eating there? Uh, you know what? It's just some fresh blueberries. Uh, oh, fresh nice. as in bought from the grocery store still, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not quite blueberry season yet. But just having a little snack. And when we have a guest, I try, of course, to be not snacking and with my full attention focus on the episode, but with you, I think I can have a little snack.
1: Oh yeah. We can let her hair down a bit, be a little Mm -hmm. bit more casual and hopefully spare the audience from those chewing sounds right in if it, if it bothers you and everyone, but uh, so far Cal, I can't hear. So I think you're great. You're doing a great job over there. Wow. I I love blueberry. You know what I love even more though is blueberry in baked things. And I,
0: I don't know if you're into muffins and things, but Mm -hmm. There's a little coffee shop on the corner and they have a delicious blueberry corn muffin and my girls go crazy for it. So, yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I have the palate of a child is is something I've come to realize about myself. Yeah.
0: You know, I was going to, cause I thought maybe that was a negative self-talk that I heard. I was going to discourage it, but I think that you may be right and not to say it in a disparaging way, but you did eat a burrito every single day on set. And I do think, yep, that's how my girls act. They'll mm-hmm. get on a kick with some food and then they're eating a toaster strudel every morning for eight months. Oh, I love a toaster strudel. Mhm.
1: See, yeah, I am just like the girls. <sighs> we got wow. to get together with them and, and talk,
0: talk food sometime. I know. Well, you know where we could do it? On the Where's cruise that? I just booked for June, <gasps> if you want to oh come join. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: Kelly, I don't know if I'm a cruise
0: person. That's really exciting, though. Where are you guys going? We are flying to Barcelona, and then we'll be doing a, a circuit of some towns and islands, you know, in the Mediterranean. So some wow. in France, some in Spain. I don't want to be too specific about the itinerary because, no, of course. you know, I am a public figure, and I don't I don't want to get give away too much about my location. At a given moment, but of course,
1: right, right. Wow, what a treat for the girls! That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. That's really, really a cool opportunity for children. That's amazing.
0: Thank you. I hope so. I thought, will they remember it as adults? Because they are still pretty young. But I don't know. I have memory. I have fond memories. they vacations eight and ten, at Disney right? at that time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, I remember. I traveled internationally when I was. I think 10 and my brother 8. I think that sounds right. And I, we definitely both remember that
0: trip. So. Oh. Now, where did you go, can I ask? We went to Sweden to visit wow. family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, how special. Now, there yeah. I've never been. I imagine that was so beautiful.
1: It was, yes. In the summertime, just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. I don't know if I could handle those winters there. No, dark and cold. Yeah. Well, that is really exciting. And if I could just... Grab the spotlight for a second. I'm really nervous, Kelly. I have an audition coming up. Mollen, you're going to nail it. Oh, gosh. I, I hope so. I just, I think it's going to take a lot of prep, honestly. How much can you say about the role? Not much. I'm going to, I have a call with my agent later today. And because I, I I told him, like, I really want to let our audience in on this process. And he was, he sounded a little iffy about it. But I'm going to chat with him again later today and try to just talk him into it, basically, into letting me do it. He doesn't think it's necessarily a good idea just because it's a small, you know, it's a small role and it's, he's like, it's not always a great idea to bring a ton of attention to yourself for these small roles, right? They want someone who's going to blend into the part seamlessly, not, you know, distract. And I guess I... I get that. I do. But I think what we're doing here on the podcast is so important, bringing people into that behind the scenes of Hollywood. Absolutely. Where else do you see that kind of stuff? Right. So I, I'm really going to try to bring everyone along with me on this audition process. It's oh, I have good. a bit of time to prep, and so I'll be keeping everybody in the loop as I learn more about what I'm allowed to share.
0: Uh, Well, I, for one, can't wait. And, you know, I know that you could tend to go a little method, even in the audition process. You're such an actor's actor that I hope we have some episodes coming up where we can get a little insight into your process. And I just have to say for your agent, you know, do you think Lady Gaga's agent is telling her, you know, gosh, it's all over New York City right now that she's filming Mm
1: -hmm. the Joker
0: sequel. And you think anyone's telling Lady Gaga not to go method and not to... I know. I know.
1: So... And I think my agent would put forth that I am no Lady Gaga, but we're both actors and Mm -hmm. we both have our distinct processes. And yeah, and we talk about me going method. I mean, I just have to. I just, it's the only way I know how to get an authentic performance. So when I know more, you'll probably be able to tell because I'll be literally doing the character on our show. Wow. I'll try to keep it reasonable,
0: but I think that's probably in the cards for us coming up. Oh, that is like that's like Christmas for me to get to hear. just because, you know, I am, I won't say I don't have the chop, the same chops that you do, but I don't do it like you do. And it's so thrilling to watch your process. And yeah. And listeners have a real treat coming up because they've never been able to hear you prepare for a role. When they first met you, you were fully formed as Marsha. So. It's
1: true. It's true. You know, and it's going to be tricky too, because I'm going to be probably in and out of the character because I don't I won't have cracked it yet right so so listeners might hear me slip up and and go back to normal and maybe Uh not be able to maintain an accent for an entire episode and and that's just me
0: getting like into my groove you know what I mean yeah oh gosh (laughs) so exciting wow an accent oh okay well we'll see I don't That would be a big choice to
1: make. So I'm talking with my agent a little bit. He actually suggested, and I'm curious if you've ever done this, hiring a coach for my audition.
0: A dialect coach or an acting coach? No, an acting
1: coach. Yeah, just he was like, you're a bit rusty, might be worth, you know, knocking off some cobwebs, mixing metaphors here, and uh, working with a professional to get ready. And I don't hate the idea, actually, because I'd love to feel confident going into
0: this one. And if that means spending a couple thousand dollars, it might be worth it. I think that's a great idea. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't do that for my last audition because maybe I would have been more successful. You know, we're both lifelong learners. Yeah. And I think why not work with someone? And if you have the couple thousand, we're so lucky to be still getting residuals from riding around. Mm, God bless syndication, huh? mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you've got it to spare, why not? And I'm sure the acting coach is grateful for the work as well. And you're, yes. you're stimulating the economy in that way. That is always such a helpful reframing for me to think of myself as a job
1: creator whenever mm-hmm. I hire someone. And look, you already are with Carly. Exactly. And- I created an assistant job, hired someone, got her off the dole, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's grateful for it,
0: she tells me. so. Now, what is the dole? I This is not an expression I'm familiar with. Oh, no? So I, th- I think maybe it's... a more of a British thing. Okay. It When you are
1: on the dole, it means you're getting welfare, essentially. <laughs> I see. Okay. So if we if we look to dictionary.com, it's saying a benefit paid by the government to the unemployed. So I just meant that Carly was on unemployment. And actually, she wasn't on unemployment. She was just
0: coming off of a, a job and I snagged her uh, coming off a desk at UTA. And well, nonetheless, the fewer people we have on unemployment and the less the burden on our social safety net, I think is great. And Off the Dole, that's so funny. With Sticky Wicket and Off the Dole, I think we're learning so much about the English language and maybe even mm. British English, which is so fun.
1: Well, as you know, Kelly, I just, I just love language. I love words. I think that's part of what drew me to acting in you as well. And I love how you always remind me that we are lifelong learners because mm-hmm. I just, I just like that about us. I think it's a good quality in a, in a person.
0: I love it too. And Yeah. Just uh, one one of many things i, I truly appreciate about you. Um, I've been opening um the Babel app to try to learn just a little bit of Spanish before my cruise leaves from Barcelona because I think why not, you know, be able to ask for a table for three okay. and do it in Spanish? Now, I understand it's more sort of Catalan around there, so maybe I you know I won't be able to learn that in two months, but no, no you know, we're well, worth trying. Yeah.
1: Get a, a Mesa for Trace Personas. That's, That's going to be... Uh, see, I started learning Spanish a little bit as well. I'm not using Babel. I'm using Duolingo. But just figuring, I live in Los Angeles and there are so many Spanish-speaking people mm-hmm. here. And, and again, lifelong learner. I want to be able to connect with everyone around me if I can. So it's, it's right. slow going. But some of it comes back to me from my high school days, I got to say. So um, if you ever want to Zoom... Or or (gasps) hop on the phone and, yes, (laughs) hablar por el teléfono, I would be really excited to do that. And now, wouldn't that be fun? Imagine, Kelly, if we could do a whole episode of this show (gasps) in Espanol. I think we need to make that a goal for ourselves, Mullen. Riding around, let's see, montando, and then it's going to be around. So I'll have to check up on that. Yeah. I know, I know montar is to ride, but I'm not sure. It actually might be tomar, because like to take a bus is tomar, so tomando, around, and that's sobre. I don't think sobre is the right around. If there are any Spanish speakers who are riding around fans and you're listening to this, And actually, we could probably Google this because I do believe the show has aired in some Spanish language markets. The work of translating that has probably already been done by someone. But if you're listening, yes, but yeah. If you're listening and you speak Spanish, let us know what the translation of, of writing around would be. That would be so fun. Because also, Kelly, this will help you. When you're in Spain and you're meeting people, because you give off, you have a presence, I'll say it. And so people are going to be able to tell, is this a celebrity? And if you want to explain
0: to them, you might know me from, you'll want to know the name of our show in that language, right? Oh, that's so true. And you might know me from, I don't know how to say basically any of those words in Spanish either. So gosh, I have... I have my work cut out for me. I'm so excited to have a project.
1: You could say first, just like I am an actress. <gasps>
0: yes. Yo soy. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know that word.
1: <laughs> and somehow neither do I. So a lot to learn for us. I think I'll know. I think I know what I'll be doing this weekend coming up. Yes. And I'm, yeah, we've got a new, a new dream for us is, is doing an episode of this in Spanish. Or yes. at the very least, learning a few of the
0: relevant terms. Yes. Ah, uh, thrilling.
1: But let's not get ahead of ourselves because we have an episode to talk about today, episode 304.
0: Yes, we are recapping season three, episode four. We've alluded to this episode earlier in an episode last season with our dear friend and former colleague, Andrea Merman, who plays Lily on the show. Of course, you all know. Let's get into it. I'm going to read the synopsis for episode 304. The regular riders get a taste of team spirit when the bus gets stuck in traffic during a tailgate for the high school football team. Frankie's bully shows up amongst the tailgaters, and the riders band together to defend him. I love these episodes where we all, as a team, unite against an outside force.
1: Yes, it's so great. And we've got Sammy on the team now. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh, this was a really, really fun episode. And to see Sammy interact with Frankie's bully was so very funny. This was a fantastic episode. I still remember shooting it and what a fun time we had.
0: We really did. We shot it outside that iconic Los Angeles High School is standing in for Virginia High School in in Bristol, Virginia. But, you know, this this high school we shot it in Los Feliz has such an incredible history. John Marshall High. It's been Mm -hmm. in countless movies and TV shows from Grease to Nightmare on Elm Street to Young Sheldon. Mm -hmm. I mean, what an iconic location to be trapped outside in this bus at traffic you know getting mm-hmm. the bus rattled and
1: props to our location scouts because this was the perfect high school I mean it really looks like
0: this is a Virginia high school that's the sort of the charm of the building and it, it's sort of academic gothic style that you could pop it down in any sort of well-off county in the country and it, and it could be there it could be that high school sure wish my high school looked like that gosh a yucky oh. mine mine sort of you know slit windows not really you know heavy brick. But this is just such a beautiful building.
1: Yeah, I also went to a heavy brick high school.
0: But I'll tell you what I also did was I went to the football games in my high school. Did you? Now, did you? I did. I was there every Friday wearing my class ring. I was very school spirited. What about you?
1: Yeah, I actually, believe it or not, was a cheerleader. So I was uh, I was working the games, you know, keeping everybody's spirits high. And, you were working. You were an employee, yeah. a part of the well, team. unpaid, but I did feel like a part of something bigger. Than myself doing that, you know, that's so great. I really enjoyed this episode because it kind of brought me back to those high school days. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we're being sort of terrorized inside the bus, but it was fun to be around all that school spirit and really remind myself of those halcyon days. Is that how yes. you pronounce that word?
0: Yeah, I think so. And God, what a beautiful vocabulary word. Once again, learning so much. I've only ever heard the word halcyon used in front of the word days. And, you know, I, I couldn't tell you the definition per se, but, you know, it definitely conjures, you know, a, a bright, shimmering past.
1: Okay, I've just looked up the pronunciation and it's more halcyon than halcyon. halcyon.
0: Okay. So that's hal- halcyon because that sounds sort of more Greek.
1: Halcyon days. Oh, I mean, look, we could be running into a whole British versus American pronunciation thing again, and I don't know if I can handle all that, but it does, right. um, everyone knew what I meant, and that's the point of language, right?
0: That is, it is so true. Yeah. And, and that's something to keep in mind with our future adventures in Spanish as well. It's, if people understand you, listen, it doesn't exactly. have to be elegant. Exactly. If you're not a spy, it doesn't matter if your accent's off.
1: Because I learned from a friend who went to France recently that there actually is no such thing as achieving full fluency In any language, sure, you you might know all the things you know to get around, say, your job and the grocery store. And then you find yourself in a hardware store Mm -hmm. and you don't know the names for all those tools anymore. Right. And why would you? Right. But if you are able to say hitting the small thing They might be able to piece together, oh, you mean a hammer
0: and Mm -hmm. a nail, and then there you go, and we've been understood. And yeah, understanding is so important more and more every day in our fractured modern world. So people might remember from when we discussed this episode
1: with Andrea that
0: she clashed a bit with the director of this episode, Mm -hmm. Winston Belfry, and... That was covered in the DVD commentary on the episode, which I did listen to last night.
1: Oh, I didn't hear this one. Okay, what did
0: what did they say about Winston? I'm kind of surprised
1: they went there. And you know, Andrea's got a bit of a temper.
0: And yeah, it was that's so true. Funny <laughs> to hear her on this track because obviously they didn't decide to work with Winston again after this is a, a one and done episode for him. Mm-hmm. And he had had a career on a ton of other sitcoms before us, and he's done fine since. I checked his IMDb, but something about those two, their working relationship really did clash. And on top of the conflict that Andrea had already described to us in an episode of the podcast where she was yelling at the extras, trying to tone them down a little bit so she could get her lines out and mm-hmm. remain the focus of the scene. And Winston said, hey, you can't talk to people like that. Mm-hmm. There was another moment where the two of them clashed. And it's where Lily goes up to one of the young hooligans who's out there tailgating this football game. Uh-huh. And gets in his face a little bit on Frankie's behalf. And he once again, she said, pulled her back in her performance, which she felt mm-hmm. was insulting. She said, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. This kid I'm working opposite is an actor. And size difference and age difference aside, you know, I'm not scaring him. Am I scaring you, young man? And the young man did say, I am. I don't feel comfortable with this. And oh, then, it come, okay. of course, that makes her even more animated because she's like well this is my yes. process and why aren't people understanding this is part of my process so yeah. winston and this young actor who I, I won't name just to be fair to him but if you watch and you want to watch through the credits yeah. he's named obviously had to, he had to pull him aside and give him a talking to and then was ultimately i don't know if you remember this recast oh. with another you know i guess a a, a runner-up for the role or someone who Ugh. had been interested just because he couldn't handle the way that andrea was working and Winston wasn't comfortable putting him opposite her anymore. Mm, I'm glad the um, show
1: still credited him though. That's good that he didn't lose the credit ultimately cuz I think if if my memory serves he just became sort of a he
0: faded into the background with the rest of the extras. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Oh, that is brutal and I like that word you used for Andrea animated. Because that mm. is what she is, right? She gets, right. she just gets a little hopped up and excited. And shouldn't we, shouldn't we all get that way when we're passionate about things? Of course, nothing hostile, nothing over the top, just very spirited. And she, you know, she just had a vision. She's, she is ultimately a director, actor, right? Yes. She can do it all, and I think it can be really challenging, as you and I both know, as women on these sets sometimes to assert ourselves. We know we have good ideas and Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to add a little force to get them heard. And, you know, I can't say that Winston was ever anything but super kind and understanding and totally willing to listen to all of the women on set and and everyone on set. Right. But Andrea was just making sure that
0: he was Mm -hmm. listening, I think. Yes. And glad to have her at the forefront of that argument because you know, then I don't have to do it. And it's always nice to be able to avoid unpleasantness with coworkers and, and just have it all be so easy. Totally. Um, I hate. And she took that on for all of us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And so this was our second episode with Sammy as a member of the 10 mm-hmm. and he is 17 in the show, but mm-hmm. he weirdly really isn't a high school student. Right. The show never gets into that. But I was thinking about it in the context of this episode because right. we just had James on to talk about Sammy. And he did explicitly say that he was 17. And mm-hmm. yet here we are in this very high school centric episode. And yet you see Sammy on the bus just as a, an adult. So I don't know if he's dropped out of school or what that
0: backstory is. I'll have to ask James if he came up with a backstory for Sammy. Yeah, I would imagine it's sort of a you know, a young genius who's sped through the public school system and is just done oh, early. Oh, he's graduated um, early. Oh, and see here, I was thinking, and maybe this is showing my biases,
1: I was thinking he must have dropped out. Yours is a, a more charitable interpretation and, and, and ultimately one I prefer. So yes, he's a genius who has sped through and is just hornily riding the bus mm-hmm. as an adult now, probably waiting for, I don't know, his admission to a fancy college or something.
0: Yeah, which he you know, he doesn't get at no, least that within the seven in seasons the course we, of our show. Yeah. Right. But I hope out there, you know, maybe there's some fan fiction even about him going to college and Sammy's college days. Oh, now, that would be fun. And ah, that would be a really fun show. and maybe that's that's for the
1: reboot is is Sammy's maybe that's the reboot. College years, you know, I think there is a local community college in Bristol in the show. it's it comes up a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And now if Sammy's a young genius, I don't know if he would go there, but maybe he would. Maybe he would be the standout
0: star of this community college because you know, tons of smart people go there. Certainly something to research. yes, as yes. we continue to, figure out our footing around approaching this reboot and how to pitch it and if we can pitch it and all that kind of stuff. Let's take a look here, Kelly. Did we get any listener questions
1: for 304?
0: I'm seeing one in the inbox from Aviva D from, oh, how funny, Defiance, Ohio. What a funny town name. Oh, wow. Aviva wants to know, in season three, episode four, when the rowdy fans start shaking the bus, did the extras do that themselves or was that done in post- Slash with CGI. Wow. In post, what an advanced level of terminology this listener is using.
1: Are you in the industry? Wow. That's a a great question. And the answer is none of the above, actually. So the extras are pretending to shake the bus. Mm -hmm. But really, it's camera work
0: is what you're seeing. Yep. And that's a little of the classic Mike Janesville technique. Mm hmm. He was the DP on this episode and on so many of our favorite episodes. But yeah, it's not exactly Silly Boy Cam because he was just using the one traditional over the shoulder rig um, and not a bunch of cameras strapped to him that he was, you know, using at random and talking over.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we texted Mike about this and he said he sent back a voice message and said he was shaking that thing. (laughs) (laughs) So not Silly Boy Cam, but shaking that thing. So that's another one of his, I guess, proprietary techniques mm-hmm. that I imagine he talks about in his book. I have not gotten a chance to read his book yet, but I think it's in there.
0: Uh, me either. That's I'm kicking myself that I didn't use my COVID days more productively. I should have read Mike Janesville's book. But-
1: no. No. Kelly, when you're sick, you have to rest. So I'm glad you didn't read anything. I, I, And I mean that actually. You're not supposed to exert too much. You want to take it easy. And I'm sure
0: Mike understands that. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for the reminder. You know, I do beat myself up, especially because I haven't been working so much lately that when I have sick time, for some reason I decide, oh, that's the time to catch up on, on all my reading and correspondence and errands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's the time when you let your body heal. Totally. Absolutely. And we're we're obviously
1: both in this season where we're not working a ton. And I just want to remind us and any listeners who might be going through a similar thing that it's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Things are going to change. Whatever you're experiencing right now will not last forever. It's a season of life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And once we get to the summer, everything is just going to, it's going to be
0: different. It'll be summertime. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's inspiring. I hope so too. And remember, Aviva, thank you for this question. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Aviva. Go ahead and keep sending those questions over ridingaroundpod at gmail.com.
1: Yes, keep those questions coming. We absolutely love them. And feel free to leave us a rating or review us on whatever platform you're listening to. We are, as always, so grateful for your ears. And thanks for all the social media love as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we love it. We're, you're all over our Instagram and it keeps us happy and busy. So thank you again for that. And tune back in next week because we've got a wonderful guest coming up to recap season three, episode five Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show.
1: You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com.
1: Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your
0: review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then i